Did you ever want to have a conversation with the podcast host, their guests, or the other listeners who have the same mindset and lifestyle? Well, look no further because the Move With Love podcast has created the Move With Love Mastermind. It is a group of people around the world, from mothers to healers to creatives of all sorts, where we connect, we hold each other accountable, we celebrate and support through the ups and downs. So if you feel the call to connect, dive deeper with me, April Miranda, your host, healer and guide, or the guests or other listeners, join the Move With Love Mastermind. Go to movewithlove.ca. Hello, sexy souls, and welcome to another episode of the Move With Love podcast. I am April, your host, healer, and guide, and I am so thrilled to introduce you to Sarah, who is a creative soul who is passionate about being of service to others from a heart-centered, nourished, and authentic place. She lives out her desire to hold space for the expansion, soothing, and healing of others as she is a lifelong educator and learner, mama to four beautiful souls, and as a Reiki energy healer. Her intention is to embody that which she wishes to see in the world, grounded in mindful practices such as meditation, journaling, gratitude, and grace. She hopes to be a mirror of empowerment to her students, children, and peers alike, and to act as a reminder of their power and divinity to create a life that they are inspired and fulfilled by. Please welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a true honor. And I so look forward to connecting with you in all the many capacities that we have and will continue to. Welcome. I am so excited. Your friendship, your guidance, this soul family connection has been such a gift. And I I just wanted to invite you onto the show because you're you're too magical i want to share your magic with everyone i know (laughs) so i want you to tell me what is lighting you up right now tell me what's happening in your life and let's get started yes so that's such a beautiful question because i think that's what guides um a lot of my creation a lot of who i am a lot of what i align myself with it's that lit up from the inside out so um many things many things actually um you know within my own offerings and my own creations um but i think you know a big part of the unleashing and the unraveling of myself has been this beautiful uh writing of a book that i've been a part of recently uh, with the studio press self-publishing series collective voices number four Um, and a bunch of us women uh, came together from different walks of life not knowing each other not having any um, information about each other and kind of just leaning in and saying yes to ourselves and it's been such a beautiful unraveling and uh, you know the power of intention Uh, I set myself up with the, the intention to you know, discover and lean into new parts of myself. Um, And it's delivered on so many levels and more. 
and I know that it's just the beginning of uh, continued creation and expression. So yeah, that, that's definitely at the forefront for sure right now. Okay, so let's let's expand on this this book. Okay, so tell me what your chapter was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the beautiful thing is that we haven't really revealed the details to each other, to our audience, um, and, and that it's in itself is just so beautiful because we've uh, we've you know connected with each other far beyond our words and far beyond our stories, and it's just such a reminder that it is in our humanness and in our vulnerability to express ourselves and to lean in and to show up that we find each other. So. Yeah, without giving too many details away, um, it really is just kind of um, an unraveling of myself. And, um, you know, the the peak points of the chapter are really my discovery as a mom and in birthing each one of my children. Um, And in, in, in the most beautiful way, birthing a version of myself along the way. Um, So my firstborn, you know, seven years old now, and that's where it all started, you know, setting the intention of how I wanted to show up as a mom and 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 who I wanted to be and the space I wanted to provide. And it just started with him just, you know, birthing a version of myself and, uh, you know, walking through life side by side and, and being open to teach each other and to learn so much from each other. And and it unraveled from there into my other children and you know some i got to hold and cherish physically and, and some i got to cherish you know on a soul level and, and uh, a soul embodiment uh, but yeah that's really you know the basis of it is just through my own discovery and learning uh, as a mother uh, to four beautiful children and just learning about myself and and, and birthing myself each time so it's such a cherished part of my life that um, it's definitely the peak of my becoming. So it's a beautiful capture. Oh, I am so looking forward to reading this. Yeah, the the unfolding or just how you express yourself. Because I have to say, like, whether it's a text message or a voice note that I get from you, I feel your love. Mm-hmm. I feel just the words just coming through this text or voice. I'm like, oh, I, I felt seen. I feel seen and heard. And um, you are honestly so gifted to be this true vessel. And so if I feel that love through a text message from you, of course, these the words are just going to come from the page and whoever's reading it. I have no doubt that they'll feel your love through those words um and so the the relationship that i have with you is i I see you as like such a beautiful example of a divine feminine mother in this modern world and i whether it's whatever advice that i've reached out but i i want to yeah, thank you for being in my corner. Um, and something that I, yeah, something that came just a few months ago that um, the early pregnancy loss or having that experience of a miscarriage where there was life in the physical form and then that soul went back to source. And that was a level of grief that I didn't 
I, I, I never saw it coming and I didn't know how to navigate it. However, when I reached out to you, you just, you had, you said all the right words. And so I, I want to ask, like, how did you navigate through that? And I, I want you to just, just be open and share how, whatever comes through. Thank you for that. Firstly, it's, it's just such an honor to be in your world in that capacity. And so the feeling is so mutual. What an honor to share that with you and to hold your hand through it. And um, yeah, that, that is a big intention of mine, you know, just a reminder. And I've said it to you so many times over our time together, but like we were never meant to do this alone, you know? And so that you feel that and that you know that you have that love and support is just, it means so much to me. Um, and I think what made it, you know, in a sense easier to relate to and to hold that space and to hold your heart was that I did experience it myself. And, and I spoke to you as I spoke to myself and it, and it planted me right back in that experience. And it reminded me of the words that, you know, I comforted myself with and that served me so well and so to the depths of my core and, and led me on my healing that, you know, I just offered exactly that in my heart. And um, yeah, it's never something that you can prepare for. It's never something that we are taught or know how to navigate. Um, and in a sense, that's the beautiful pureness and rawness of it um, and learning of it, you know? So yeah, I think for me, you know, in having, you know, my son who is just, such a magical being and I bless the day that he ever chose me to come through in this lifetime and I, and I kind of speak to this in my book as well but he really just set me up in so many ways and a lot of it through tragedy that we would experience at such a young age um, he endured uh, third degree burns to both the palms of his hands at only uh, 13 months old um, and, you know, he just put all of my preconceived notions as what a role of a mom is completely on their head and out the window. And he just captivated me in his inner knowing and, and shone through at 13 months without many words, but just let his soul break right through and uh, led my husband and I, Adam, right through the process and just stood in his inner knowing like, you know, that mirror and that reminder to me that like, hey mom, I chose you to love me and to hold my hand and to, you know, rest my head and to be the mirror and all the things that I know that you're capable of, but I'm here to do my thing. And my soul has its purpose and has its way to show up in this world and to be a light in this world far beyond what you can even comprehend and so it was that first example that really just reminded me that you know our children don't belong to us they are, we are merely the vessel that they choose so sacredly and so beautifully to come through and live their purpose and it has nothing to do with us or our control or how much we love them or how much we hope for them or wish for them or all those things they will flourish and bloom right before our eyes. Our love is just but a layer of that. And so I owe a lot to that experience with Noah because he just, he taught me so much without words. He just embodied it. And 
he gave me the tools and the foundation to really step into who I really wanted to be as a mom and to hold that space. And it, it supported, you know, that miscarriage because I was brought back to that space where it was out of my control. And so I reminded myself and grounded myself and reassured myself of, you know, I was chosen either way, you know, and my son, who I can say my second son, because he's visited me on many occasions and, and spoken to my heart. And um, yeah, it just reminded me that he chose me and he knew and he has his inner knowing and his purpose and his light and his all his things, irregardless of me, but he chose my body to house him for the short amount of time, to love him, to mourn him, to, you know, say goodbye to the physical. But it never took away from that embodiment that we shared and that we shared a body. We felt each other. We mourned each other. And you know, while it was hard and I think about him often and my children think about him often and, you know, they speak to him often, um, I'm, I'm rest assured in his purpose and I'm rest assured in what he has taught me and what he's allowed me to continue to hold within myself and to know that, oh, I'm capable of this and I was chosen to do this. And it just reminded me of my belief in the higher source and the belief in where our loved ones are and that they truly never leave us. And so he was just an example to practice that, to practice it and to truly believe it from a deep place, not just to speak it. And so, you know, through the mourning and through the grief and through the tenderness that still rests on my heart, I'm grounded in that. I'm grounded in that. And I just shared my heart with you to hopefully provide some comfort and to wrap my arms around you in a way that could shed some light on your own experience. And you definitely did. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, I, the tears are flowing <laughs> and I, I, I am filled with so much gratitude right now. You know, embodying love because I, I felt held and you were so grounded and like an anchor of love. And hearing your story, I'm like, wow, thank you to you, Sarah. Thank you to Noah. Thank you to your children. I. It, it's like we, we are all connected in this divine dance and you have you you being you know leading the way and just living yeah when I say like living and leading by example of this divine mother I'm like you you truly walk the walk and talk the talk and it's inspiring and empowering and I know this is a ripple effect beyond time and space beyond your children beyond this book because you are leaving a legacy mm -hmm. so thank you for existing and being born <laughs> oh, that means so much to me thank you so much my love mm. and when you say what you what you learned 
from your sons, what you learned from your children. Um, can you elaborate on mm -hmm. what you learned and the tools mm -hmm. that you mentioned that you learned from Noah, who mm -hmm. is this earth angel? <laughs> he really is. He really is. I think. Um, I think it just it. it it's just revealed myself, you know, and on a lot of level, levels, like, you know, all the things that I was, but it just really put it into action. It put it right in front of me. And it reminded me of my own purpose and the space that I wanted to hold. And it just encapsulated all the extensions of my heart that are out in the world. You know, it's like, it redefined my purpose as why I wanted to be an educator, why I wanted to touch lives, how I wanted to reach the hearts of others, why, you know, I believe in community and, and building circles through meditation and all the things it just, yeah, motherhood is like the pinnacle of that because it's just the prime example of unconditional love. And it's the physical embodiment of your creation and your love, you know, and it and it asks that of you time and time and time again. Um, so yeah, so much has come from my children and I, I bow down to them on so many levels that, you know, I get to learn from them and I'm open to learn from them. And I think that is what our relationship and our exchange is grounded in, that we are on the same playing field. We are both here in our bodies, in our souls to learn. Um, nobody's on a pedestal. I'm not a mother that is more wiser or more, you know, I, you know, I never approached motherhood that way. It was just, we are here on level playing field to hold each other's hands, to bask in each, other, in each other's human experience, to learn so much from each other. And I have, and I have, and I continue to lean into that because they are my greatest teachers and my greatest mirrors of where I'm at and what needs healing within myself and how I'm showing up and who I want to show up with and to kind of put me back in my own alignment. So yeah, so many things I could talk about forever. <laughs> It's true. And I'm like leaning in. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes. And because, yeah, being a mother for Bella Luna, it's like, it's such an adventure every day. Yeah. And yeah, she's a lot of fun with a lot of personality. But yeah, it's like a mirror like, oh, yeah, where, where can I be better for yeah. her? But I love what you said earlier. It's like, I get to learn from them. Yeah. What yeah. a, what a way to um look at yeah you know the old paradigm with um yeah you know just parents being the authority yeah and i'm saying that because i i know my relationship with my parents and we, we look up to mom and dad yeah we're like yeah for yeah. food shelter and clothing for survival for everything mm -hmm. and it's like now that we're adults i'm like oh i don't need that external approval validation because yeah. you know and so it's like yeah. it took me to do that yeah. inner child healing yeah. it took yeah. me to do that inner work outer work to now see uh, yeah our children are mm -hmm. our biggest teachers and yeah. oh wow and I think that's it too, right? It's like you see they arrive in their inner knowing. They are the most attuned 
when they arrive you know it's the opposite of of what i was conditioned to believe where it's like okay you're a blank slate and you need to be conditioned and modeled and no it's like the exact opposite in my experience it's like they arrive attuned to their frequency their inner knowing they are in love they are in their natural element and i just felt that to be so sacred and such a missed opportunity to not make room for that and to not accentuate that and to not create the space to be able to flourish in that. And so I really make that the center of everything within my household, you know, to bring it back to them where it's like, okay, you're struggling, but like, you know, you know what you need, or, you know, you're feeling this emotion drop into your body, drop into yourself. What is it that feels good? What is it that means nourishment to you, you know? And I can only be an example of my own nourishment and my own alignment and my own, you know, replenishment. But that I really want them to feel empowered and to have that space and that confidence right away from the very beginning to know themselves, to know how to pivot, to know how to, hey, you know what, this is what I need and this is what I know to be true and to have space for that, you know? So I'm very mindful of that. And even as a teacher, you know, I started out my career that way too, where it was like, we're gonna hold this space that we're gonna be equal and we're here to teach each other and we're here to learn about ourselves and our triggers and our coping strategies and our right away, you know? So I was teaching grade one for about 10 years, little six-year-olds, you know, dropping into their space of, you know, navigating their emotional intelligence and knowing when they're kind of going through the different ebbs and flows and having that toolkit to rely on to say, hey, you know what, this is what makes me feel good. This is how I pivot into something else. This is this is how I honor my feelings. This is how I honor the feelings that don't feel good. And I just think it's just such a disservice to not provide that for children because they know it and they feel it and they are natural. It's just more of just giving that space for them to flourish in it and to bloom in it and to give life to it and accentuate it. So, yeah. Wow. Like standing ovation to that. I'm like, I'm gonna rewind and listen to this podcast again because it's like, even right now, I'm like, I'm still navigating the heavy, deep, I don't label them dark emotions, but the, the heaviness, like, you know, it's like, so that's why I would leave a, you a voice on like, and you would just say the same thing, like drop into your body, lean into the closest thing that feels good. Yeah. And what was that, like that metaphor that you have with like that ladder, like that next? Right, yes. Like just go to the next best feeling, you know? If, if it's, you're in anger and it's like, okay, the next best feeling might be resentment and it's still not a great feeling, but it's better. You know, so it's like, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves and we just, we reach for joy, we reach for happiness, we reach for bliss, we reach for, but sometimes those are just too unattainable and you got to just be real with where you're at. And as long as it just feels a little bit lighter and a little bit better, then you're moving in the right direction, you know, and the momentum is already shifted. So yeah, that's, that's another little. Yeah. And so I love how you're, you have this grade one teacher and this divine mother, because I wish I learned all of this stuff when I was younger. So how do we duplicate you into like teaching kids that? But um, 
hopefully, yeah, this this episode or your book just kind of just reaches mothers and teachers around the world to support children in their truth in that space to just connect to themselves and their body and you're right because they are fresh from source mm-hmm. they are closer to source and even like incubating in the womb like when i experienced the, the miscarriage it was a friend he's like they're the closest thing to source in this physical world it's like they just returned back to source and reminding you to go back to source and i'm like oh that's what i needed to hear the reminder to connect back to source, to yeah. God, to universe, wh- wh- whatever the word people resonate with. And it's like, I, I would hear the message, like, love yourself the way you would love me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's that's the reminder. Yeah. That was the lesson yeah. that I needed to hear was to love myself the way I would love the new soul coming through yeah. me. And on that note, with love embodiment, can you elaborate on that and what it means to you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think from when I was young, you know, I had profound words. I did. And it was a very internal process. You know, I was never very vocal or kind of loud in my expression, for lack of a better word. So you know, my process was very internal and profound and uh, reflective and, and yeah, embodiment always felt most natural to me. You know, it's like, yeah, we can say whatever we want to say, but to really like feel it in our bodies, to align our words to our actions, to align our intention to how we actually follow through in life or how we show up in life. Like that was always so profound to me. And I think for a long time, I I just, I was shy about it or I didn't embrace it or I just thought I had to fix that or I had to be more expressive or I had to be more vocal or until it just, I realized, you know, that's not serving me and that's not who I'm here to be. And instead of trying to fix or shame or belittle myself, it was like this awakening to step more into that because it felt natural and aligned and my soul's purpose and my calling. And so, yeah, the embodiment always comes first for me. And then the words follow. And I finally have learned to own that. And it, and it feels good and it feels real. It feels pure. It feels, you know, directly from source and my divine form. And I can finally step into that. So it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me, to my core, you know. Lovely. Thank you. And with this love embodiment, embodiment, what is, what is your big purpose? What is your, what you, you talked about your why, but like, what is the legacy that you hope to leave? Yeah, I think, you know, there's that quote, you know, it's like, you won't remember sometimes what people might say to you, but you will remember how they make you feel. And that's the embodiment for me. You know, I can, can, I'm eloquent with my words and I can deliver my words with love, but it's really about that feeling for me. It's like, you know, if my space and my love is not only embodied within me, 
but then reaches out to you and you can feel my embodiment wrapped around you. That is, that's my ultimate purpose and hope for in life. You know, I, I often think about when I am gone and, you know, my book being a part of that, it's like these words and the, the, the feeling that I have given others is really what we have left. And how might people express that and how might they articulate that? And to me, that's always my intention when I wake up every single morning, that if I can not only embody the love within myself and start with that, but if that can ripple out into my environment and to people around me, that's the ultimate goal. And that's the ultimate divine plan and divine you know, contribution that my soul is here to achieve. So yeah, I think everything is an extension of that. Every creation, every intention, um, you know, it is with that deep, deep sacred yearning to have that be the main receiving part of it. Beautiful. Beautifully said. <laughs> with, um, your offerings and what's coming around the corner with the book like what are your favorite ways to teach hold space this embodiment of love like you you are the living breathing example of it and I am lucky to be a witness to have you on my phone to to navigate through all the, the stuff and as I and practicing to move with love. Right? So I'm like, oh, maybe that's- We how all are, we right? all are, like, we like, all are. Okay, it's a bit tough yeah. to move with love today, but like, yeah, you're the one like says like to hold space or like never make yourself wrong. And you just always have the right the right words to say, but um, I guess, yeah, what are, what are your offerings and to, I guess, to teach your learnings, to teach your embodiment? Yeah, so I think kind of in resonance with what I've been saying, I think first and foremost, I think the biggest offering I have is to live and breathe it myself, is to be the example, is to inspire by my own embodiment, by my own navigation process. So it starts there for me. Um, but then beyond that, an extension of that, um, so many things to come. And I, and I get very excited um, with what's to come and sometimes, you know, a little impatient and uh, stuck on the how, but I do trust and surrender all, or, of, all of that. But um, first and foremost, yeah, creating community is something that's really so important to me. And, um, you know, within the education world, uh, within the, the mamahood world, uh, you know, within the soul world, you know, we just all have so much to offer each other by just being our natural essence and our natural self. And so, yeah, that is definitely a part of it. And, and so the creation of our meditation circles that we've had the pleasure of doing together many mm -hmm. times, but yeah. So again, meditation is a practice of my own that I embody. And to me, it's like giving the gift of my own practices, the gift of my own embodiment uh, to extend that 
uh, beyond myself. So meditation is a very accessible part of who I am and something I love to share with others, just to hone in on that daily practice and to really meet yourself and to meet your higher self and, and, and source and, and to create that space and that accountability for the self, you know? So um, that's kind of where the meditation circles have been birthed from. And uh, the topics are, are divine and they're relevant and they're, um, juicy and accessible and digestible and so yeah that's definitely a beautiful offering and those happen usually once a month um with some opening circles and closing circles and and the most beautiful part is the connection along the way you know just to have access to each other to really support each other in in any capacity and to hold that space for each other um so yeah i see that continuing on, on many different avenues um you know, as an energy worker as well, you know, Reiki came into my life uh, very strongly a few years ago. And again, just honing into a natural gift that I always felt within, but having more of the words and the structure to be able to, you know, engage in that exchange. So uh, yeah, more to come with those offerings as well. Um, I love, I love working um, in that space, uh, with that one-on-one -on -one setting as well. And um, just to really tailor into that, uh, you know, lived experience one-on-one -on -one basis. So more to come on that as well. And then in the education world, I think it's just ever changing, ever flowing. Um, I'm gonna hold uh, strong to my intention to bring to the education world. Uh, right now it's within the school board, the York Region uh, District School Board. Um, you know, and there's areas that we align and areas we don't align, but I do feel that uh, there's a, a lot of service in what I want to create within that realm. So I'm not giving up just yet. Um, so I will keep pushing forward um, with the with that um, intention. Um, but I'm also open to where that heads, you know, whether it be my own thing one day or, um, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm very open to where it leads me staying true to my intention and, and what I hope to create and how I hope to impact and touch the lives of uh, all types of children. So mm -hmm. here we go. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're just, you're so ready to be this vessel and just to yeah embody and lead with that, that intention. And, and I, I, I'm excited to see where the journey unfolds and I'll be here cheering you on. Um, every I step love. of the way. Um, so yeah, talk to us about the book, the launch, and mm. like where can people find it? Yeah, so so our book is off uh, to printing. The, the official manuscript is written and off. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, so we will have a pre-sale, pre-launch uh, June 8th. Um, where we were, we're going to reveal the title and the cover and a lot of um, goodies. Um, but the actual official launch date and our little launch party, virtual launch party, will be June 22nd. Um, and yeah, so I'm working through kind of housing um, some accessibility to all of these different offerings and links. Um, but the best place to reach me would be through Instagram um, to get a little piece of my essence and, um, you know, to just ground in space. Uh, so it is uh, Sarah.Pegliero. Um, and I know April is going to link that for me too. So you have a visual. Uh, but I would say that would be uh, the best way to reach me at the moment and just look forward to. Uh, many more modalities being attached to that so mm. yeah 
perfect. So yes, I will put all the links when we when I post it on when I post the podcast and when I upload this video on YouTube. So you will be accessible for those listeners that feel the call to lean in to learn more about motherhood, to learn more about just this this beautiful angel. Just <laughs> just just go follow her she is a gift in my life in my family's life and i just know however you um however the journey unfolds in every life you touch like i am so excited to witness the unfolding of your story thank you my love thank you so very much thank you well, that's a wrap on the episode. Thank you for joining us. Any last words to the listeners while we have you here, Sarah? Yeah, I think my last little tidbit would be, um, you know, we are all embodied love. And so don't forget to look within, take that time to really look within, know that you are pure love, know that you are pure source. Give yourself the time, space, grace, love to sit with that. And know that not only is that a gift to yourself, but it will ripple out um, around you. And, and that's such a gift as well. So that would be my last little piece. Mm, thank you for that. So until our next episode, let's share the message. Let's adapt the mindset, live the lifestyle. Let's move with love together. Until next time, have a good day. Namaste. Thank you. Hey, Soul Family, can you do me a favor? If you found value in the content in today's episode, please share it with your community, subscribe, or leave a review. Those little action steps mean the world to me. Not only are you sharing the message, you are planting karmic seeds that will pay you back tenfold. I see you and celebrate you continuously showing up and moving with love.